Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the most nutritious hour of business talk all week. This is Breakfast with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. Your host and moderator is Bonnie D. Graham. You'll hear from the innovators who have learned to use game-changing technologies to shake up the status quo and help move today's businesses in new directions. Now, here's Bonnie D. Graham. Good morning, wherever you are. Okay, Facebook this, tweet that, blog something, like this, follow that, yada, yada, yada. Social media, social networking, social business, call it whatever you will, it is here to stay. And it's moved from the domain of the Y-Geners and the I-Geners who really wanted us to know everything they're doing every second of the day, when they get up and when they take a walk and who they talk to. And now... It's the new business sandbox where companies of every size are playing. Why? They want to win high-stakes customer relationships. Here's the theory behind this new strategy. Be in the game or lose the opportunity. Let's look at a couple of facts and figures. A May 2009 poll conducted on LinkedIn asked this question. What is the most important new platform for corporate brands to master? Over 3,600 people responded. 75% of them from small businesses, and just so you know the age range, 25 to 54, so we're not just talking about the young ones. Twitter ranked as the most important with 30%. Facebook followed with 26, LinkedIn at 22. Oh, my goodness, LinkedIn was third, and the iPhone at 18%. And then on June 6th this year, the blog of you from Silicon Valley posted this question. How many Fortune 100 CEOs use Facebook or Twitter? The answer, there were just four brave souls. How about Warren Buffett, Berkshire Hathaway, you know that, Michael Dell at Dell Computer, Brian Dunn at Best Buy, and Craig Herkert at Super Value. But if you look at the companies in the Fortune 100, all but 19 actually have Twitter feeds. How about that? So where is your company on the social media business debate? Do you think it's a silly waste of time or is it sheer marketing genius? Are you looking in from the sidelines kind of suspiciously saying, do we really need to do that? And how will we get ROI to justify the cost? Or do you already have a team of social media gurus who are sharp out there getting your brand into the sandbox and making you a serious player in what I call the chatosphere? Either way, there are a lot of options for social media marketing. And the goal for companies today is social customer relationship management. That is the name of the game. So... It's time to pour yourself a cup of fresh Joe, Earl, or OJ, depending on where you are and what your taste is, and join us for Food for Thought as we explore the brave new world of social business, getting started, doing it smarter and better than your competition, and moving up that curve to a level of true social e-commerce. And by the way, whatever you're drinking for breakfast this morning, tweet it. 
to Pound Sign SAP Radio Coffee, and you could hear your name on the show in the second half. Today we're going to have a little bit of a different format. I'm going to interview my guests individually instead of starting the roundtable right at the top, and then we'll start the roundtable at the halfway mark. So let's get started. I'd like to welcome my first guest, Dr. Arvind Malhotra. He's a T.W. Lewis Scholar and Associate Professor of Strategy and Entrepreneurship at the University of North Carolina, Keenan Flagler Business School. Arvin, he asked me to call him Arvin. His research includes studying successful innovative organizational and interorganizational structures and the adoption of innovative technologies like wireless by consumers and organizations. He has consulted for the U.S. Navy, the U.S. Air Force, IBM, ExxonMobil, Sprint, Rosetta, American Golf, Cisco, ING, and Cargill Sweeteners, and his papers are awarded Best Paper Awards by the prestigious Society for Information Managers. Arvind, welcome to Breakfast with Game Changers. How are you today? Very good, thank you. Good morning to you, too. Good morning. I have a question for you. I just read on Bloomberg Business Week that a growing number of companies are tracking what's said about their brands in the conversation on Twitter. These include Comcast, Dell, General Motors, H&R Block, Kodak, and Whole Foods Markets. It says that the attention to Twitter reflects the power of new social media tools in letting consumers shape public discussion over brands. This is game-changing. Arvin, tell me what your research says about this, please. Absolutely. I think uh, first question is whether it's for small companies or large, and that's that's a moot question because uh, if you're a large company, what better way of kind of extending your brand deeper into a consumer's psyche and mind? And if you're a young company, what better way to build the brand from ground up through the consumer's voice? Uh, and it's and I've seen in my sample both young companies and older companies or giant companies equally successful, and I've seen a lot of big companies and very well-known brands not be very successful. So, you know, it's about time that uh, people start paying heed to the consumer's voice. You know, this is the first time you can actually listen to the consumer voice in real time. How dangerous is that conversation for a company that really is just starting to think about it, Arvin? Is it, is it something where you have to watch 24 hours a day, you literally put a team on that are just spending all their day and night watching to say, did somebody talk about us? Did they say something about our brand? What about the auditing cycle and the nerve-wracking quality? What is the experience like? Do you imagine? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> if you want to do sell real-time every every second of the day, then you better be willing to listen every second of the day. I mean, it's not that you need to have someone listening all the time, but you know, hourly, whatever time frame you choose, you could compile what's being said about you on Facebook and Twitter and in, in close to real time. So, you know, I see this not as nerve-wracking, but what an opportunity. I mean, whether you're doing good or bad, you're getting instant feedback for correction or for doing what you're doing even better. Well, I've heard it said that the kinds of things you're going to see on Twitter and, and etiquette and etiquette is another topic we may or may not have time to cover later in the show. But the kind of things you're going to see are what people used to whisper behind your back. And I'm talking about the collective corporate back. People would say, oh, I hate that brand. Customer service sucks. They don't answer the phone on time. They don't give you returns when they send you a terrible product. And now they're saying it in front of everyone. I'm sure there's some clenched clenched lips and clenched teeth and some, some fists that are saying, OMG, look what they're saying about us. How do companies learn to respond? Is there a separate netiquette? Do you teach in your MBA graduate classes, Arvind? Do you teach people how to respond to these things? 
Yes, absolutely. And this is not crisis management. This is relationship building. Uh, if your relatives tell you something is off about you, you can either counter-argue and not do anything about it, or you could say, hey, here's what I'm going to do about it. And brands that actually respond by saying, I heard you, here's what I'm going to do, tend to actually get better from failure, not worse. Okay. Well, that's a good attitude. I think that's where we would like to assume companies are going to aspire. It's like, let's say you need to have a thick skin to do this and you need to be really willing to pay attention. I'm going to bring on our second guest and have him talk a little bit about his perspective. Alan Bondi, CMO at the Pulse Network, is an entrepreneur and industry watcher with 20 years in online marketing, CRM, that's customer relationship management, and e-commerce. Alan helps Pulse clients evolve their digital marketing and business strategies to include video content, community engagement, and social media campaigns. He was the co-founder and CMO at Social Marketing Tools pioneer offer pop interesting interesting and he started the internet computing practice at yankee group alan bondy welcome to breakfast with game changers how are you today good morning bonnie i'm great good morning talk to me what do you think about your perspective about what arvin said uh, join the conversation here so i think one perspective is that every business is a content business and in a way every business is becoming a media business too so i think that's an interesting angle where it's not just about participating, because we have to do that. As, as you guys said, it's not a choice anymore. We have to participate. We have to interact where our customers are congregating. I think the challenge, or one challenge is, as businesses, how can we efficiently create and distribute and interact on all these channels in a way that's you know, good for the business, but also good for customers, so there's that right mix, but also realize that these new channels, they're just channels, so the old ones don't go away. It's how we sort of come up with the right formula, the mix of content across the right channels that helps our customers get more informed and helps them engage with us, but also how can we cut through the noise, and I think that's where video fits in. Interesting. Video has become more and more popular, and, and we haven't even talked about YouTube as part of social business. Is it, Alan? Absolutely. I mean, YouTube is fantastic not just as you know, a video library, but also, I mean, we've seen announcements from YouTube and Google recently where they're going to be creating exclusive programming with movie studios, with sports teams. You know, it's really becoming a hub for not just video content, but creating community, offering up uh, unique entertainment. So video absolutely plays a mix. And I think if you think about what, what YouTube is doing for consumer audiences, there's potential for every business to create their own YouTube. The notion of a private video network is something that we think is very interesting. And it's not the old style, you know, create very expensive, highly produced video. What's interesting with technology, both on the web side and on the social side and on the mobile side, is the price point for producing and distributing video is coming down to the point where you can produce video content almost at the point of producing plain old web content. So I think that's why video is really becoming ubiquitous. Very interesting. I would imagine there's a word that we are going to have to allow into the social business vocabulary. Uh, both you and I know Arvin will agree. It's fun. There is this element of what can we do new and fresh? How can we attract the attention to our brand? How can we p be part of an exciting conversation and not just the same old, same old? Now, we have about a minute left before our break. And, Alan, I want to just have you talk to me about, you mentioned content. 
we could repurpose content. That means what? That means white papers, PowerPoints, things you've developed about your company, about your brand. Is it necessary in order to be a player in what I call the new sandbox, Alan Bondi, is it necessary to rewrite everything so it's hip and cool and it's got abbreviations in it? What is that translation from existing content to I'm a player there on social business? What I mean, do you this think? This is a great point because businesses have an amazing amount of content and I think if you will, self-awareness is important here. Businesses need to know what they have in terms of their assets. And a lot of that content is ready, maybe with a little bit of reformatting. I mean, you have to speak the language of the channel. That's what we talk about. You know, if you're going to be on Facebook, you have to speak the language of Facebook. If you have video content that you produced, say, for your website, well, you can cut it down into a shorter format, and then it's perfect for Facebook. So I think repurposing and what we talk about curation is going to be the key for a lot of businesses. It's not about creating a whole bunch of new content. It's repurposing and curating what you already have and even curating what your customers have and what your partners have and really being aware of where's the best content for the best channel at the best time and then having a plan to start pushing it out on those channels. But it doesn't mean that you have to rewrite all of it. Very interesting. Very well put. I'm going to ask Dr. Alvin Malhotra, Arvin Malhotra, and Alan Bondi to stick with me. We're about to take our first break. You're listening to Breakfast with Game Changers, and I'm going to pose this statement that just by being here on Internet radio together as thought leaders, as people with ideas that we want to share, we are part of the game-changing of social business. Would you both agree? Absolutely. We're creating content, aren't we? We're creating content. You bet. Absolutely. You bet. <laughs> I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Arvind and Alan will stay with me. And when we come back on the other side, I'm going to introduce two more interesting guests. They're experts in their fields. Michael Krigsman, CEO of Asherit Incorporated, and Todd Wilms, a senior director and founding member of the global social media audience marketing team at SAP. So refresh that cup. We'll be talking about who's tweeting to Pound Sign SAP Radio Coffee when we come back. Don't go away. Stay tuned. Okay, Justin. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime anywhere and on any device www.sap.com are you an entrepreneur that wants to achieve more not just in it for profit but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways listen for be more achieve more inspiration for the entrepreneurial mind with host chris cooper you'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance these people are making a difference and will help give you the motivation and insight to achieve more be more achieve more can be heard live fridays at 8 a.m u.s pacific time on the voice america business channel 
No family can survive on two incomes anymore, let alone one. If you are supplementing your family's income working from home, then tune into The Cash Flow Show, Direct Sales Radio. Host Deb Bixler brings you sales tips, lead generation systems, and best business practices that guarantee direct sales success. Whether you're looking for a little extra cash or a career change, The Cash Flow Show, Direct Sales Radio, will give you proven systems that will work in your home business. The Cash Flow Show. Every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're enjoying Breakfast with Game Changers, presented by SAP. To speak with Bonnie D. Graham and her guests, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag, pound sign, S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Now, let's get back to Breakfast with Game Changers. Okay, welcome back. I didn't ask my guests what they're drinking for breakfast, so let's go back to my first two panelists, Dr. Arvind Malhotra. What is in your cup this morning, Arvind? It's uh, rooibos acai berry pomegranate tea. <laughs> Sounds delicious. Is it a little on the sweet side? Bonnie, there? I couldn't hear you. I couldn't hear you, Bonnie, sorry. Okay, is it on the sweet side? It sounds interesting. Uh, it is kind of on the sweet side. Okay, and Alan, Bondi, what are you drinking today? So speaking of sweet, I was uh, a hot chocolate guy this morning. It was, a, it was a little bit chilly this morning, so I was, uh, I was a hot chocolate guy. Where are you and how chilly is it? Outside of Boston, although for, for this time of year I should be happy. It was only like you know 48 degrees Fahrenheit, so that's not too cold. <laughs> I haven't checked Long Island Weller, but we're probably very close. Okay, guys, I'm ready to bring on our next two guests. Let's start with Michael Krigsman, CEO of Assurit Incorporated, a consulting company dedicated to reducing technology implementation failures. Their suite of software tools improve the success rate of enterprise software deployments by quantifying and measuring governance issues that cause most problems. Project failures. Michael, what are you drinking this morning? Well, for me, it's Earl Grey tea. Oh, you're such a sweetie. And when I start the show, I say, pour yourself another cup of Joe, Earl, or OJ. So I guess I was talking to you. There you Thank go. you for that. Now, I also have to mention that you have been involved with hundreds of software development projects from startups all the way through Fortune 500s, but you serve on the board of the America's Cup Hall of Fame and the Harrishoff Marine Museum in Bristol, Rhode Island. That's an interesting offset to your studies in your professional life. Um, you know, I, How I, is it with yes, talk to me about that for just a second. Yeah, I recently stepped down from that, but it it's uh fascinating. I mean these the, the competition of the America's Cup and the boats themselves are just incredible. Lots of fun. Okay. I want to ask you a question. From your blog recently, you said, at last week's Enterprise 2.0 conference in Boston, this is a quote, I was taken aback when one pundit explained that organizations must learn to 
quote, do social, unquote. This surprise kicked off my comments on a panel discussion about integrating social business tools with traditional enterprise applications. Organizations exist to achieve defined objectives. So you say FedEx strives to deliver packages faster, more reliably. That makes sense. Starbucks wants to sell more coffee and so on. The notion that companies should do social as an end goal is just silly. Make money as a goal? Sure. But social Software only has meaning when it adds value to organizational business processes and goals. Talk to me. Do social. Are people really saying that? Well, people do say that, and, and it's, it's kind of a funny thing to say because if you think about it, what does it really mean? A business uh, has specific goals, and those goals are related to whatever it does. So, so like I said in the quote, you know, FedEx needs, wants to deliver packages, and the company is organized and oriented around delivering packages more effectively, communicating better to customers around that package delivery and delivering good, good service and so forth. So the notion that you might do social doesn't really make sense if you think about social in and of itself as an objective. The real mm-hmm. objective is to engage with social networks and social communities in order to support the core goals of the business. So how do you integrate social so that it's not just somebody walking around with a flag in the halls of company XYZ, Michael, and saying, it's time, we've got to go social, we've got to do social. How do you help people understand the mentality that it's part? I think we mentioned this with Alan and certainly with Arvin, that it's part of a strategy. It may be the new flavor, it may be the new thing you're going to do to expand your reach, but it's not just we're going to do. How do you how do you advise companies that you speak with how to integrate that thought? Well, I think the beginning point is to recognize what are you actually trying to achieve with your business. So, mm-hmm. for example, one company might want to have better customer service, another or better communication with their customers. Another company might want to... Uh, influence the market to have a more positive perception of their brand. A third company might be seeking ideas from their customer base uh, to feed into their product development cycle. So in all of these cases, the uh, social networking and social media can play an important role. But again, in all of these cases, the, the social dimension is subservient and supports the underlying business goals. And that's interesting. I downloaded an article from searchenginejournal.com, and the title is 16 Examples of Huge Brands Using Twitter for Business. This is what you're talking about. Some of their goals, to update customers on company deals and coupon codes. That's interesting. Dell does that, and Starbucks do that. To offer an alternative customer support option, JetBlue, Comcast, and Home Depot do that. To get closer to customers at Southwest Airlines, Whole Foods, H&R Block, and Best Buy's Gina community. To react to customer feedback, this is what I was discussing with Arvin. Popeye's does that in an entertaining tone. To offer an alternative subscription option, that's Forrester Research and ATT News. To post company news, that's Breaking Point, and Ford has about eight Twitter accounts. And to promote a corporate blog, and that's what the Kodak chief blogger does. Interesting? Yes. So... You see, the point here is that there's a focal point. With each of these companies that you were describing, there's a 
set of goals and a set of reasons why they're doing this. So they have a reference point to look back at to say, okay, we should tweet about this, we should focus on that. Now the alternative, which is having no goal, the alternative of just doing social is, well, we need to be active on Twitter. Well, what are we going to tweet about? Are we going to tweet about what we had for breakfast today? Are we going to tweet about, um, you know, our kids are playing hockey after school? Well, that's not going to be too interesting, and it's not going to help our business brand. Now, if we're doing it for personal on a personal basis and it's kind of fun for our family and our friends, that's fine. It, you know, that's okay. But when we talk about it in a business context, it really does need to be directed and needs to be focused, and it needs to connect back with the business goals that the company is trying to achieve. That's how to be successful with it. And that's a good jumping point to bring in our fourth mm-hmm. panelist, Todd Wilms, Senior Director and Founding Member of the Global Social Media Audience Marketing Team. That's a very big phrase to go on the door of your office. How are you, Todd? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing great. Yeah, that is a mouthful, isn't it? We need to come up with something a little quicker and cleaner. And the business card. My goodness, you must need a jumbo one. I want to tell people a little bit more about you. You've been in marketing for 20 years. You've held executive product and market leadership roles with best-known brands, including eBay and PayPal, Citrix, PeopleSoft, and the agency George Johnson. You love to write. I can appreciate that. And you're mm-hmm. currently blogging on Form Forbes, and you have a team blog at socialb2p.com. So what are you drinking today, Todd? Well, in true uh, California style, I'm drinking a soy latte and a fresh-squeezed orange juice. Oh, nice. We haven't had anybody do a combo yet. (laughs) Michael, I'll get back to your breakfast beverage in just a second. So, Todd, talk to me. You want to jump into this conversation. What do you think about social media strategies? And that's what you do. You teach people how to reach the audience. What is your method? What's your best advice? Yeah, and, and we have a phenomenal team here at SAP. I mean, you can imagine the problem that we have where, you know, 47 different products and 53,000 employees and 128 countries around the globe. It's, it's extremely difficult to get a lockdown on social. So, and it chimes in with what the rest of the panel was saying. We try and teach people that social is not just the bolt-on, the last thing that you add on. It really needs mm-hmm. to become part of your marketing mix. It becomes part of your DNA. And we help those um, teams here in-house, and we also consult with other companies to really raise their social IQ by coming up with repeatable practices. And a lot of this is just taking the fear, the uncertainty, the doubt that people have about social. I think there's a lot of enthusiasm. I think most people agree that social is here to stay. I think people are excited about social. But they tend to look at it like it's something new, some new beast, and they're a little afraid of it. And what we try and teach them is this is a channel just like any other. Fifteen years ago, we all had to learn how to use email. We all had to learn how to use email's communications channel. We had to learn the etiquette of how to use email. And now it's endemic. Everyone can do it. We can do it very well. We, we know when we send an email out how many click-throughs we're going to have and what kind of response rates we're going to get. And we'll get there with social media, but because we're on that learning curve, I think people are still a little nervous. Very, very well put. I want to talk to you. Oh, we have just about two minutes before break. It does go fast, and you're all so interesting, and I thank you all for your time. Todd, the DNA of the game changers who are excelling at social business, the people who are in the trenches, the ones who I mentioned with Arvin and Alan, the ones who are monitoring every hour or every 30 minutes or every five minutes the social media audit, the social business audit of their companies, whether they're big or small. Who are these people? Are they all 19 years old and they're sitting there between checking Twitter? They got both thumbs going on their texting. Uh, Who are they? What do they look like? How did they 
get that smart? How do they know how to do it? Did they take a lesson from you? <laughs> well, we certainly hope so. I, I think it's the people that have something to say, right? Uh, ultimately, you can have the best social strategy. You can use the tools and technologies to their best advantage. But I'll agree with um, some of our other panelists. Unless you have some really good content and you've got something to say, uh, it's very difficult to, you know, fill in the social void um, and, and get people to interact and engage with you. I think the, the people that do this really well are the ones that have adapted their old content and have, have updated it and are doing a really good job at storytelling, doing a great job of engaging with the audience, engaging with the customer, and putting the customer's viewpoint first. You know, ultimately, the ones that are doing this well are the ones that are realizing that the customer has more power today than they've ever had in the business life cycle. And one of the ways that they do that is by listening to the customer, putting the customer first, listening to their needs, their goals, their objectives, and then finding ways that their company, their products, their services can actually meet and match those needs. And, and those are the people that are really excelling today. Todd, you mentioned another word I consider part of game-changing. You mentioned storytelling. Can you give me a 12-second a overview of storytelling, and maybe we'll throw that into the roundtable when we come back. Storytelling, defined. Yeah, sure. Uh, there's so much noise out there now. We all know this, and and it's so difficult to get your message across that coming across with a traditional white paper or data sheet of here's the 15 factoids of what our product or service does isn't going to garner anyone's attention. But if you tap into what the customer's needs are and you find a way to tell them how your product service solution, your business goals are going to help them along the way, and you can do it in a creative and interesting fashion. You know, we mentioned video. We mentioned all these different channels to communicate with folks. You capture their attention and you deliver really poignant messaging. Then you become a, a game changer. You become someone that people are going to listen to. But the old message uh, method of just pushing content, pushing data on folks, that's lost. There's too much interest information out there. People are going to tune out and look someplace else. Thank you. Now, we're just about at the halfway point. When we come back, I will have all four of my panelists with me on the show. We're going to be talking about the current playing field, who, where, when, and why, big company, small company. At what point in your company life cycle do you dare to venture into social media, social business? Where do you start? Is it with Twitter? Is it with Facebook, LinkedIn? I don't know. Social CRM planning, social media audits. How much do you have to know about what people are saying and how politely do you have to answer it? Hmm. Who is the community? What is the conversation? What is netiquette? We'll cover it all when we come back. There's a lot more right here on Breakfast with Game Changers. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back at you. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you tired of the government squandering your tax dollars on bailouts and overpaid bureaucrats? On Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Mike Beitler and his guests explain why big government regulations are the problem and innovative businesses and free markets are the solution. Listen to Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Network. 
The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime, anywhere, and on any device. www.sap.com What does a visual workplace mean to you? How does it contribute to operational excellence? And what steps do you take to put it powerfully in place? Listen to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense to find out. Each week, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, shares tools and strategies to help you make the workplace speak at a glance without saying a word. Learn to work safer, faster, better, and at far less cost no matter what business you're in. Tune in to The Visual Workplace every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. enjoying breakfast with game changers presented by sap to speak with bonnie d graham and her guests please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 you can also send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com and you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at twitter hashtag pound sign s-a-p-r-a-d-i-o Now, let's get back to Breakfast with Game Changers. And welcome back. We started a new Twitter stream here at hashtag pound sign SAP Radio Coffee. And we've heard from Emma. She is listening while enjoying a tasty cup of Rwandan coffee. We heard from Malcolm. He's drinking Equator Blend Black as the Night and No Sugar. We've got somebody called By Design who's drinking Half Calf with Non-Dairy Creamer. And Margot says she's drinking Apollinaris Naturally Sparkling German. What am I drinking today? Well, I've got my usual tall mocha decaf skim with light whip, but it's blended with Italian roast naturally decaffeinated whole bean coffee, dark roast. So there. Now let's get back to social. I don't know how interesting that is to everybody, but people want to know what are you doing? What are you drinking? What is your company doing? But let's talk about what size company should be, and I I hate to say this, doing social. So who on my panel wants to talk about which channel to start with if you're brand new? Do you start with Twitter? Start with Facebook? Start with LinkedIn? Where? Uh, Somebody just speak up and let's get this going. Well, I've been doing research on size, so uh, uh, this is Arvind, and I'll step in yep. and say engagement knows no size. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a peculiar question in many ways. When you're ready to engage with your customers is when you step in. And uh, I've kind of noticed uh, we've compared Facebook with Twitter, and so there are channel differences, but it's, uh, as it has been said on the panel, content matters, and you have to repurpose content for different channels differently. So... You know, there's no no one. We haven't noticed one company that's better on one channel and not the other. In fact, the ones that are good on Twitter are also very good on Facebook, for that matter. Interesting. So it, it's maybe channel agnostic, would we say, Alan? What do you think? So what's interesting is a couple data points um, that I've often looked at. So 
I agree. I mean, it, it's not the size, but it's rather the, the timing and the opportunity. But if you look at the types of companies and their use of social channels, for example, the Inc. 500, a higher percentage of the Inc. 500 blogs have corporate blogs than the Fortune 500. That's one data point. Mm. Another one is if you look at Facebook, uh, the ad spending. So they're about two, two and a half billion dollars now in terms of annual uh, advertising spend on Facebook. The majority of that spending is from small and medium businesses as opposed to the largest brands. So in a way, the smaller organizations have been leading the larger organizations into social, which I think is pretty interesting. Interesting. How much time should a company spend on social? How worried should they be about it? And who gets to take that first toe dip into the water? Michael Krigsman, what do you think? Well, I think it depends on the type of company and the nature of their market. For example, if you're a company and you know that your products are being discussed out there, then absolutely that you need to get involved in this and think about it as an extension of your customer service or your customer support or what have you. And it's very important. And so, therefore, you'd want to make a commensurate allocation of time. On the other hand, if you are, and I'm just making this up, but say a, a $10 million uh, metal fabrication company and your market, your audience, the people uh, you sell to are not engaged in social media, well, then maybe you're going to want to emphasize it less. So that's, that's just a kind of guideline or way of thinking about it. Michael, what's your preference if a company came to you today and said, I want to start in the social business world? Would you tell them they need a, an expanded LinkedIn profile? They need to start engaging with people on forums on LinkedIn, getting a conversation going? Would you say to them, ah, a couple of hundred characters, what is 140 characters on Twitter? That's good enough. Just start talking on Twitter. Where would you advise them to start? I'd advise, I'd advise them to start with a strategy, with thinking okay. through what are they actually trying to achieve. So, for example, if it's a professional company and they're, or, or if it's a company that is reaching a, looking to reach a professional audience, then LinkedIn is a great place to begin because that's where professional conversations yes. tend to happen. With Twitter, the base is much broader. So if you're a consumer products company, for example, and you're just looking to get out there, in as broad a way as possible, then you might want to look at Twitter or Facebook. So again, it all depends on the, the original set of goals that you've established. What are you trying to achieve? Todd, I have to bring you into this, and I have to ask you. You teach social chat, social messaging. Let's talk about manners. We all remember mom or dad or Aunt Mary or, or Grandma Susie saying to us, if you don't have anything nice to say about somebody, don't say it at all. Well, is that rule off the table, Todd Wilms? No, I think it's still very much on the table. I think um, you know inappropriate behavior will come back and will certainly bite you. I mean, we can look at the Kenneth Cole example with the you know, the uprising in Egypt, and he made a glib comment about people being excited for the new spring line, and it really came back and hurt the brand for Kenneth Cole. Um, if you're not careful about what you're saying and how you're saying it, it can't come back to bite you. But I think that's where some of the fear comes in with folks, where they're, they're then afraid to say anything. And what we have to realize with these social channels is they're very personal channels. So while you can have a corporate channel, you can have a corporate brand presence, Many of the executives and people in the company are coming out and they're having their own personal views. 
And it's a delicate balance to kind of walk that fine line of what's my personal view and what's my corporate view. And what we try and teach folks is just to come out and, and have a personality, do the right thing, follow some standard guidelines and ethics. How would you want to be talked about by other people? How are you going to engage other people? How would you engage in a cocktail party conversation where you know if you're talking about someone, they're standing right behind you, and how would they react to you? And if you get people thinking along those sort of ethical guidelines, 80 or 90% of your problems tend to go away, and then the rest of this just comes down to what's your corporate governance, your corporate policies, and how do you manage that? Okay, let's do a reality check. If a company checks their Twitter feed or checks on Facebook and they get a nasty comment from somebody, let's say uh, an airline, let's not name anybody, and there was a serious delay, passengers were sitting on the airplane for two hours, the air was scarce, they ran out of bottled water, they couldn't use their cell phones, and they are not happy campers when they finally either get off or get to their destination. And somebody, as soon as they get a connection, they're just thumb tweeting away, I'm on a plane, we haven't left the runway we're tired we're hot everybody's cranky okay so that happens how polite would that person have to be if they really wanted to be heard by the company and how fast should the airline see that and respond so that everybody knows they're trying to help what do you think and let's open this up to anybody todd arvind michael yeah, this, this is todd let me let me jump in on this one because i've got sure, a good todd. anecdote uh, i've got a good friend that's the vp of marketing for four seasons hotels and they've done a phenomenal job of turning this around so that when people tweet, they actually broadcast the hashtag in the lobbies of the hotel. When people tweet about poor service in a room or their coffee was cold in the morning, they're actually tweeting that out instead of picking up the phone and calling the front desk. And their staff at each hotel is actually monitoring those handles, and then they're responding usually faster than they would on a phone call <clears throat> by coming up and giving them a free cup of coffee or having a turned-down service or, you know, the, the general manager contacts them. I think if you can use social channels to interact with people, admit the mistake, admit the issue, um, acknowledge it, you take the wind out of the argument, and then you have to decide how valuable the customer is at that particular juncture and make decisions on how best to handle Alan, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think the, uh, the the rapidness of the response, in a lot of ways, people are tweeting when they're upset because they want someone Hello? to listen to them. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, I lost for a second there. It all went blank. I'm sorry. Alan, what do you think about this, about the response time, the responsiveness of a big company? Could a small company do that if they really want a brand presence on social networking? What do you think? Well, I think that, that it's, it's all about having those connections and you know, when people are upset, they want someone to listen to them. And I think how quickly you can respond and, and let people know that you're working on it. I think that's the frustration when you think about the people stuck on a plane on the tarmac and they can't get off. They think that nobody's aware that they're there. I think once people have information, then they understand, listen, you know, it'll be two hours. You know, they might not like that, but at least they'll know that there's an end in sight. So I think that's the same case with social is if there are people complaining, to let people know that you're working on a resolution. And I think in the case of Twitter, oftentimes you can do that more directly, but also maybe the complaint was very public, but the resolution and the, the kudos when it's resolved can also be very public as well. I like the idea of the kudos. I want to talk to Dr. Arvind Malhotra. You are teaching graduate courses in innovations, in interorganizational structures, in innovations throughout the organization. How do you teach your students to become good members of a social business community, Arvind? <laughs> Practice what they've been taught for a long time, social civility. 
and uh, responsiveness is, is a key. So we're training them to be managers. So in light of the thread we've had uh, just now, it's being responsive is the key element. And you have to decide as a manager how fast you want to res- respond. Uh, in, in, in terms of crisis, it, these media are the best ones for, you know, acknowledge, inform, and resolve. Okay, let's talk about building a social media team. I talked earlier about the DNA of the social business player, the participant, the one that a company would want on their team. Any profile? we got 30 seconds left. Somebody want to jump in and just tell me what is their age, what is their education? Did they come out of Todd Wilms' training? Did they come out of Dr. Arvind Malhotra's school? Uh, what do they look like? How would you know when to, who they are and where to find them to hire them? Who wants to take that? Ten this seconds. Is, this is Michael. Uh, you want people who are outgoing and who like people, who want to engage, who are not going to get flustered when they hear people with snarky comments, but who will respond in a, in a caring and a compassionate way. And that, those backgrounds come from all walks of life. It's a personality characteristic. Good point. I like that a lot. We're heading for our third and final break. This is Breakfast with Game Changers. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Everybody who's listening live, we welcome you. And if you know somebody who would appreciate this content and like to know what we're doing on social business here at SAP with our wonderful panel of experts, just send them to the website on Voice America and let them click and hear us. We are available on podcast, downloadable MP3. We are even syndicated to iTunes. Wah, wah, wah. We'll be right back. And when we come back, we'll do our wrap. Up. Each guest will get about a minute and a half to two minutes to say, what do you think is coming down the pike in the next five years? Yes, polish that crystal ball and let's see what you think. Five years from now, what will social business look like? We'll be right back. Business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the Seventh Wave Network. Are you feeling slammed and suckered in today's stock market? If so, then you need to tune in to Profitable Investing with Jordan Kimmel. Every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, Jordan Kimmel will train you in what you can do to beat up the big boys on Wall Street, as well as share his secrets to success so that you can buy and sell like a profit-pumping pro. Grab the bull market by the horns and listen to Profitable Investing with Jordan Kimmel. Every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime anywhere and on any device www.sap.com 
When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're enjoying Breakfast with Game Changers, presented by SAP. To speak with Bonnie D. Graham and her guests, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag, pound sign, S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Now, let's get back to Breakfast with Game Changers. Okay, time for this party to go into wrap-up stage. Here's my question for my panel. Social networking is dramatically changing how companies do business today. Look into your crystal ball and predict what social business will look like in 2017. Let's start with Dr. Arvind Malhotra from the University of North Carolina, Keenan Flagler Business School. Arvind? I think uh, if you look forward to 2017, we already see some signs uh, not only Will customers market your product? But these very channels will be the source for social design of your offerings, whether it be products or services. So I see us starting out with an engagement where, you know, slowly but certainly people start marketing your product and then it becomes a predominant part of your marketing mix. And then it also becomes a very dominant part of your design of new offerings. Very interesting. So that's our two-way interactive. I call it the two-way drip back and forth where you're speaking, you're listening, you're responding, you're reacting, you're getting reactions from your market, and you're taking all of that in. Great market research opportunity, yes? Yes, absolutely. Uh, never been as good as now. Thank you, Arvind. Alan Bondi, CMO of the Pulse Network. What say you, crystal ball time? So let me start with what won't change. So I'm going to amplify something that Todd said before that. You know, sure. as a marketer, Good marketing is, is good storytelling, and it's social marketing both today and in the future. You know, the key is getting your customers to tell your story for you. And so to do that, you need the right content. You need to make it shareable. You need to make it authentic. It has to stand out. I think businesses both today and five years out need to think like media companies. They have to think about shows and programming and audience and even uh, ratings now, what I think will be different is five years out, no doubt there's going to be more mobile. I think the notion of businesses of all sizes having their own private video networks. So we talk about, you know, hundreds of channels now in the future. There's potentially going to be millions of channels that you can tune into. And then no doubt, we're already seeing it now, that content is really becoming more and more open. So we're not going to think as much about content that a business owns, but perhaps content that the community owns and the business can take advantage of. That's what I think is going to happen. Thank you, Alan Bondi. Let's move to Michael Krigsman, CEO of Assurit Inc. Okay, what say us you, Crystal Ball? The future is pervasive social computing, which is to say uh, Facebook, Twitter, those companies may not be there, but social computing, social collaboration, social media, social networking – is going to become more and more a part of everyone's DNA. It will be as common as email is today, talking on the phone, and so forth. And not only will it be as common as that, it will be uh, deeper and richer than it is today. It's going to be a part of our daily life. It's going to be a part of how we conduct business every day, every hour. So it will be a requirement for new companies to include this in their strategy from the get-go, would you say, Michael? 
I don't think that they will think about it in terms of being a requirement. I think it will, uh, the evolution, the rapid evolution is going to be such that it's just going to be a natural and expected part of uh, doing business. Organic, if you will. I like that. Todd Wilms, Senior Director, Founding Member of, oh my goodness, we've got to get this name changed, Global Social Media Audience Marketing Team at SAP. What do you say, 2017, what does it look like? Yeah, couldn't couldn't agree more with the, the rest of the panel. I think it becomes endemic. I think people don't even think about doing it. It just becomes part of our, our daily skill set. I think a couple things that will happen are it it becomes more transparent in how businesses do business and puts the customer more in control. So today it's marketing and customer service that tend to use social media um, pervasively. In the future, I think it's all parts of business. You'll start to see the supply chain You'll start to see billing. You'll start to see, you know, the executive suite. You'll see all of these organizations are starting to use social to connect and interact with their customers, and the customer has a bigger, broader choice, and so everyone will be positioning themselves in a much better, more efficient way on how they do business with those customers. Thank you. And I have a bonus round question because we have one extra minute here. I'm going to split this any way we like. Question is, do you see a new player on the social business channel field? Something that will be better than LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, anything. Uh, who wants to take this? Just what would it be? What would it look like, sound like? Anybody? Maybe a mobile player. I think there, that uh, you know, there's companies in the mobile space that we talk about accessing these existing social channels like a Facebook or Twitter from our mobile device, prospective uh, future players might actually start on the mobile side and become sort of a new type of player that's all about mobile. Maybe Foursquare, but maybe something more interesting than that. Very interesting. Thank you. And who was that? That was Alan. Alan, Alan Bondi. Okay, I'm going to do a wrap-up here. I will thank you all in just a second. We have two minutes left. Coming up next week, we are going to revisit the topic from last week. Is your head in the cloud yet? Part two, returning guests will be Lauren Nelson, an analyst at Forrester, Kamesh Pemaraju at the Sandhill Group, and SAP's Dinesh Sharma. The following week, I hope you'll get ready to join us as you're preparing your turkey or as you got your plane ticket in your hand, your boarding pass, and you're heading for the airport. It's the day before Thanksgiving, November 23rd. Millions of people will be traveling to join family and friends, and we'll be right here talking about mobility goes home for the holidays. This is a Don't Miss show featuring Paul Greenberg, uh-huh, Cheryl Kingstone at the Yankee Group, Dr. Natalie Petoff, and Greg Dunn at SAP. A couple of thank yous. I want to thank Jess Bernard and Justin and Randy and everybody, the game-changing team, where we are at Voice America, World Talk Radio. I want to thank SAP Master Talent Scout Malcolm Kimberlin. I'm glad you're drinking what you're drinking, and you can have the caffeine high test. I can't. I want to thank my mom. We won't give her age, but she is amazing, and she listens to us live online every Wednesday. So thank you to Dr. Arvind Malhotra. Thank you to Todd Wilms. Thank you to Alan Bondi. Thank you to Michael Krigsman. It's been a pleasure. Why don't you all just do a group bye-bye, and then I'll end the show. Everybody, bye-bye. 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 It's always a pleasure. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. This has been Breakfast with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Very happy to be here every Wednesday live, and the show re-airs 12 hours from now. And also, check that lineup on the business schedule. You'll see our logo with all those people having breakfast mid-air, all of those skydivers. And we're on Sundays and Mondays, overnight, whatever time frame we're there for you. We're a downloadable we're podcast and we're on itunes so 
Hope you have a great week. Go refresh your cup. I'm going to do mine, and we'll see you next week right here on Breakfast with Game Changers. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Breakfast with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the breakfast conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter, hashtag pound sign S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Please join your host, Bonnie D. Graham, again next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.